0: filtering out the covid crazy from the covid fact this is truth to ponder with bob beerman well today on the program i want to just bring you some news stories i've been collecting and reading and going through uh, share with with you some of what many reporters and people that have been following the covid craziness for for the past year and a half what they have to say and share with you some of the things that I have learned along the way myself. There's a lot about this pandemic that uh, doesn't square with the facts, and we'll talk a little bit about that today. Of course, I'll preface it by saying, yes, for some people, COVID-19 can be very dangerous. So can the flu and many other diseases that are out there. But this this virus has a an enormous recovery rate And the only time that I've found people to be in serious jeopardy are older people, people with other health issues like asthma, obesity, terrible vitamin D deficiencies is found in 100% literally of anybody that's ever been hospitalized. And so there are people who, due to lack of proper early treatment, had a very rough time, and many unnecessarily because of the mismanagement of the CDC and other politically motivated organizations. Many people died that should not have died, and many people still might, and we'll talk about that as well. I want to just take a moment at the beginning of the program, before I forget, to thank the many of you that support this radio ministry. We made it to the end of June, and so far we have the radio bill paid for the month of July. And during the month, we begin to collect again as we work toward uh, being able to beat the bill by the first of each month. So I want to thank all of you. If I don't get back to you, uh, let me just kind of explain where we're at. If I don't get back to you as fast as I normally would like to, it is because we are in Florida. And everything I've set up to do this program is primarily sitting (laughs) in Georgia. And so I'm working with, shall we say, skeleton equipment and uh, trying to catch up on mail and email addresses and everything else is not as easy as when I was in my home office. We we should be back in the home office, hopefully within the next 10 days or so. So keep that in mind. And uh, so if I haven't responded to you in a in a quick manner, especially if it required me sending a letter. I apologize. Uh, there are a couple of people that I thought I still had their email address. I do not. I didn't have them with me. I thought that I did. So I I sincerely apologize if I have not reached back to you um, when you've supported this ministry or have asked me some questions. A couple of letters went out over this past weekend. Uh, today, Monday, in the United States is a holiday. So maybe some of you might get a letter sometime this week. Others will try to catch up when we get back to our home base uh, for the program in Georgia. One of the things that we've learned during this pandemic are who the risk groups actually are. Who's at risk for COVID-19? My wife and I were out just the other day traveling, taking care of errands. And there's still a lot of people, and I, I tend to call them the mask COVIDians. They're the ones that wear a mask in public, and you know, especially when you talk to some, they thoroughly believe the mask is giving them protection. Let me just say that again so you don't miss it the majority of people that are wearing a face mask are not doing it for your protection. They are falsely believing they're doing it for their own protection, that this gives them that special extra layer so I can now shop at Walmart or go to Home Depot or go to some restaurant. Somehow the magic mask will protect me. It was alluded to one time by Dr. Fauci himself, the wizard of COVID, the father of the virus, who kind of say, well, maybe a mask could protect you too. Of course, all of his private emails that came out because of a freedom of information request show that he really never believed that to begin with. It's all politics. And for some people, you have a, a new problem developing. Problem number one, it becomes like the Linus, you know, Linus from the, uh, group, you know, remember Peanuts, Charlie Brown, Lucy, and Linus, and Linus always has had his little blankie. His little, he had to carry his blanket and suck his thumb. And for many people, wearing a face mask has become just that. It's become a habit. I've got to wear my face mask or I feel naked now. And and many of these face coverings are becoming nothing more than political statements or fashion statements made out of cloth, worthless in terms of stopping you from getting or spreading the virus. It doesn't do anything. It makes some people feel better. There's another thing that I've noticed and in, in, in the schools, many a public school, and the School unions are taking advantage of every chance they get to keep from having to go back and work for a living, but still get their paycheck. We've seen that repeat itself over and over again, and I find it horrifying. Many schools, despite the lack of evidence, are using plastic shields. Plastic shields. In other words, these things are like about two foot on either side and in front, two foot high. And they they block a student in at their desk on three sides. Okay? This is supposed to stop COVID nineteen. So they think. And there's no evidence that these shields do anything to reduce the risk or spread of COVID nineteen. Matter of fact, documentation that children are at a much lower risk from COVID than adults. Officials recommended masks and plastic boxes to separate and socially distance children, which makes no sense. You know, they're not they're not the super spreaders, though. Though the education unions would make you believe that your little child is a killer with his COVID. But it's not true. Not long after China announced this novel coronavirus, researchers began collecting data. Within months, many scientists realized that COVID-19 does not affect children at the same rate it affects adults, and nowhere nothing compared to elderly adults that have compromised immune systems or comorbidities, and that can happen even in people in their 30s and 40s, there are many theories. Children do not have the same type of comorbidities that adults do, that increase the risk, and their immune systems are also different at a younger age. Now, some experts have come up with the idea that the difference was the expression of, you know, the, of what's called the ACE2 receptor that is necessary for the virus to even infect a cell. There's a lot of data that came out and it just shows that patients you know that are that are young are just not the problem with COVID-19. More people, more young people, more school-age children will die every year from just the regular seasonal flu than die of COVID-19. That is a fact. And those that die that ha- of the flu normally have some other issues as well. It's not just isolated to having the flu children were hospitalized significantly less than, than even middle-aged adults. It suggests that serious uh, illnesses are just not prevalent in, in children. They also attribute the lack of transmission in children to school closures in the spring and early summer of 2020, which kept kids at home. Yet children were still exposed to adults in their home who were symptomatic for the viral illness. The lack of symptoms in children infected with SARS-CoV-2 is a stark contrast to the history of significant symptoms with other respiratory diseases in children. Now back, oh, I think it was middle of March, the CDC issued new guidelines again, which reduced the social distancing in schools from six feet down to three feet and they remove the recommendations for barriers between school desks. But you want to know something? Some schools just will not give them up. If, Like I say, if you haven't seen these little plastic boxes, they're being purchased in bulk by school systems for students uh, at each of their desk. A three-sided transparent plexiglass measures about, I don't know, 22 to 24 inches high and surrounds the front and the two sides of the student desk. A lot of schools were excited about the prospect of adding another layer of distance between people. One school in Hawaii purchased 460 shields for students and teachers, and the principal said, "Our focus is the health and safety of our students and staff. We're going to keep them in. Listen to this. We're going to keep them in their bubble." I'll say it again. This principle says we're going to keep them in their bubble. Now you look at the mainstream media outlets like the CNNs, the MSNBCs, ABC, NBC, CBS, New York Times, Washington Compost. They're covering the story and calling the face mask and plastic shields the new normal. The new normal. There's a school in Ohio, students and staff spend the day wearing a mask and carrying a foldable plastic shield to set up at their desk. A foldable plastic shield. Now, unfortunately, the the money that's being spent by school systems and even retail businesses on these plastic shields is not supported by even one scintilla, not one bit of scientific evidence. In the early months, health officials told the public that the virus was spread by large droplets, yet scientists and researchers discovered otherwise, saying that the the virus can travel further, making all these plastic shields totally ineffective. The CDC even did some studies in a Georgia elementary school environment in several Georgia schools, and in their work, they discovered that the uh, shields... And all that stuff, even a face mask, totally ineffective. Totally ineffective. Yet we're putting these things in and it makes people feel better that I guess we're doing something and this will stop me from getting COVID-19. That and my magic mask is all I need. So it appears that all these measures, putting up all this plexiglass, uh, wearing a face mask, I've seen people literally wear buckets over their head. I'm serious. I've seen some of the strangest things in airports as I've traveled during this time. I know that those that are in charge, there are a lot of people that work in health departments that actually mean well. And they go on the best information they are given from those they are supposed to be able to trust and respect. But we've learned one thing. That a lot of the players in the lockdowns and our response methods to COVID-19 have not been thoroughly honest individuals, at least about their motives. I have a story about that coming up in just a little bit. Something else that is troubling to me. You remember before the inauguration of Joe Biden, that every day, if you ever turned on CNN, they had a death ticker right there in the, in the right-hand side of the screen. How many infections? How many new cases? And how many people died? The, the, the running total. And they did that all the way until Joe Biden was inaugurated president. Then the death ticker magically disappeared. Also, also the kind of testing we were doing, the, the standard on that changed again. Dramatically, I might add. If you listened to this program last year, late summer, fall, in the winter, We've repeated over and over again that the PCR test can be very easily manipulated by the number of cycle, what they call cycle thresholds, CT. How many times are you doubling and doubling again and doubling again and you just keep doubling? You start getting these bizarre numbers and viral fragments that are meaningless suddenly giving somebody a positive test, and those were counted. That changed dramatically dramatically. On the 20th, the same day of of the inauguration of Joe Biden, the new standard went out of how many CTs would be acceptable. Then they added another layer. Well, besides the test, you must have symptoms. And now they've kind of changed it again. Where the unvaccinated. They could use a higher threshold. And they don't have to have symptoms. But for somebody that's vaccinated, they have to have symptoms. In other words, we have one system to create more cases in the unvaccinated and allegedly fewer among those that have received this COVID-19 concoction from hell. Reports of deaths. And serious injuries from the vaccine or the jab has been mounting ever since it started. Those that are looking at the numbers, like myself, we need to have some awareness of the historical vaccine injury rate so we can have a fair comparison. The problem is, data is getting hard to come by when it comes to COVID 19. There's a lot of information that is withheld. And a lot that is just spoon-fed gradually. Now, if you go back to the middle of June, the latest numbers that I can get my hands on, what is called the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, or VIRS, had posted 358,000 adverse events, about 6,000 deaths, and about 30,000 very serious injuries. In the 12- to 17-year-old age bracket, there were 271 serious injuries and seven deaths. Among pregnant women, listen to this carefully, among pregnant women, there were 2,136 adverse effects and 707 miscarriages or premature births. Now, the problem with the Veer system, and we've talked about this in the program before, I've had several guests that have explained this, is how poorly used it is. And let me give you some reasons why. Number one, it's a federal document, so it's under the perjury and penalty stuff that they always put out there. We can you know, throw you in jail if you're lying kind of thing. And there's a lot of paperwork to fill out and a doctor to fill out that paperwork. Remember, this is voluntary. It's not required, not mandated. It's voluntary. So a doctor that barely has time to see patients who would take 15 to 20 minutes to fill out the form for each patient, they never get done. We know. We know from studies done in the past about this reporting system that at best only 10% of people that die or have an adverse effect are ever reported many studies done by the United States government prior to 2020 showed it may be as low as 1% 1% that's a terrible undercount so Let's just say, use the number 10%, that only 10% of of the adverse effects are ever recorded. That means there are 3 million, maybe 20 million, maybe 15 million adverse effects. And there may be, among adults, could be 50,000 or 300,000 people have died because of the vaccine. Now, of course, Here's the key. Here's some of the things we do know. We know that in some people that have had heart issues in their life, that these spike proteins can cause your own immune system to go at war with your own heart. I've had several people that I know in great health within weeks after the vaccine are now dead. They're about my age. So it is concerning. We may have undercounts. Let's look at some other things regarding the concerns I have. Remember, this vaccine is only under emergency use authorization. And the only way you get emergency use authorization for any kind of a vaccine or treatment is there's no other treatment available. There's like nothing. You either get the vaccine or you're just left to die on a ventilator in New York State. It's pretty much the way they describe it. The social media in this country has done this massive con job of suppressing legitimate doctors with a track record of Of treating successfully people that are suffering COVID 19. Yet, if you try to find those interviews on YouTube, they have been taken down. Try to find these people on Facebook, they're in Facebook jail. Facebook has decided they know more about COVID than you do or a doctor does because they're politically motivated. Very politically motivated. And they have been, in my opinion, spouting misinformation that has probably killed people. Let me say that again. I'm going to stand by this. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube have suppressed information that could have saved people's lives. And they have promoted things that have taken people's lives. Period. End of discussion. This vaccine... If you look at all the more than 70 vaccines combined over the past 30 years this vaccine is probably 500 times we just from the numbers we know more deadly than the seasonal flu vaccine which up to date have been the most hazardous 500 times more deadly that should be concerning The COVID shots were also five times more dangerous than the pandemic H1N1 vaccine, which had a 25 per million severe side effect. Even though there are only around 6,000 deaths reported by VIRS, this number is likely very compromised. There was um, an interview conducted with Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, who has treated COVID patients very successfully. And he discussed the very distinct possibility that everyone who receives the COVID jab may die from complications over the next several years because of taking that vaccine. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm saying there's a frontline doctor who knows what he's talking about that is concerned about how this may impact people, Six months, one year, two and three years down the road. He personally knows of 28 COVID deaths because of the shot that were never accepted or put into the VAR system. And he's guessing the deaths are over 100,000 personally already. Getting this vaccine can put the injected individual in a very high risk of dying from covid because there's a false assurance that this prevents you from getting it the fine print says the following you can still get it and you can still spread it so why are you taking this vaccine how do we come so so blinded i'm deeply concerned It's only because of the newness of this kind of technology, MRNA, a messenger RNA that can make changes in your DNA. There are a lot of things we don't know. We have bypassed animal testing, long-term testing. These are basically those that are getting the vaccine now are the test guinea pigs. You realize that the vast majority, only one out of ten Novel vaccines ever get past the initial trials, which is what we're doing right now with this. But on a large scale with people. Only one in 10 ever make it to being declared enough in terms of safety and being really effective. You know, in some cases they talk about these high efficiency or effective rates. And I've looked at that number. There are some people that simply are not going to get COVID-19 no matter what you do. Their immune system gives them protection. I mean, that's just a fact of life. You've probably met people that just never get the flu, and they never take a flu shot. But they're highly exposed. How does that happen? It's amazing, isn't it, that some people just simply get it and some don't. I believe a lot of people were raised in what I call bubbles. Let's go back to the first story that I shared about all these stupid plastic bubbles or, uh, you know, plexiglass death shields or whatever and face masks. We're putting kids in bubbles. A lot of parents try to raise their children in these sterilized bubbles at home. Um, We spent a lot of time growing up at our grandparents' house, and we did a lot of things outdoors, and we were not in a bubble. And I look at—and all three of us have one thing in common. We're adopted, so we are not blood relatives. Now, I've met my—I have actually found my biological family, and I'm the healthiest of all. But I'm also the only one that was never raised in a bubble. Makes a big difference. Makes a huge difference. And the same is true with all three of us from thoroughly different backgrounds and families. We were raised the same, good diets, healthy food, no junk food, no garbage food, no pre-processed stuff, things rich in the the vitamins and things you need that today too many kids simply do not get, many adults simply do not get. I remind you that a study was done that virtually everybody that ended up in the hospital all shared one thing in common. A terrible deficiency of vitamin D. A terrible deficiency of vitamin D. They were not getting it in their food. And with all the lockdowns, they were kept out of the sunshine. There were places you try to walk out of your house, the police would chase you down and threaten to throw you in jail. The stupidity of the mass Covidians and the crazy, you know, COVID addicts or COVID addicts, whatever you want to call them. Australia, I reached out to a friend of mine, I haven't heard back. You get one case in Alice Springs, and I'm not talking about the Alice Springs chicken from uh, what is that, the Outback Steakhouse. Little town of Alice Springs, 25,000 people. One person has a case of COVID-19. They shut the town down. Thorough lockdown all the way through this past weekend. Insanity. It's COVID craziness, and it doesn't seem to want to end. If you believe in the ministry of Truth to Ponder, I would love to hear from you. mean the world to me. Your help financially keeps it going on shortwave, and that's where the money goes, shortwave. Over this summer and fall, we're working on a project to increase the number of hours, directions, and frequencies on shortwave. Not a week goes by that I don't get letters or emails thanking me for being on shortwave. And unlike some people in the past that have abandoned it for the, you know, the wiles of the internet because it's cheaper and hey, we can just go online and we can bypass having to pay for airtime I remind you that the internet can be a very restrictive place if you're not careful, look at Parler remember when that uh, alternative to Twitter came along and then the tech tyrants shut it down You'll find that with a lot of things in this world, things that get shut down by the tech tyrants. Your search engine, Google, will throw you so far down the list, no one will ever find you. Shadow banning is a common thing on Facebook. They don't like what you're saying, nobody will see what you're writing. You can sit there and write all you want to nobody, but your little tight circle of friends who they have also identified. The whole thing is just a, a sad joke. But if you believe in what we're doing and what we're trying to do, would you let us know? Our, our email address here for me directly is bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. Website, truth2ponder.com. That is truth2ponder.com. And mailing address is still 21 Berkshire Lane, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's our secure box, number 263 in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia. And the zip code is 30537. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob
1: Bierman. Privates on the winning side. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can, so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now in an army, you can be many things. A private, sergeant, lieutenant, corporal, captain, major, colonel, general. Each has its own rights and status and responsibilities. But the main thing is not your rank in the army, but the army of your rank. Which is better, to be the general in a defeated army or a private in a victorious one? You might be looking at your rank in life, your status, your situation, your job, your rank in the Lord. You might not be feeling you have much rank at all, but you know what? It doesn't really matter. It's not your rank that means anything in the end, but what army you're in, what side you're on, or more importantly, whose side you're on. It doesn't matter if you're a private or a general. If you're on the winning side, you're a winner. When the victory comes, the private rejoices as much as the general. So how do you know if you're on the winning side? If you're born again you're with God, then you're on the winning side. And if you're on the winning side, it means you're a winner. You're gonna win. So it doesn't matter what's against you or how high or low your rank in life is. If you're on the winning side, you're gonna win. You're a winner and you're gonna rejoice. So you might as well start rejoicing now. Stop looking at your situation. Stop being intimidated by the enemy. Stop fearing and start rejoicing now because you are more than a conqueror through Messiah who loves you. You're a heavenly private on the winning side. Want more? Ask for the private and the general. Now the free gift for you. The mystery hidden for 2,000 years in the sands of Israel. Better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it's real. The mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. And sapphires, your daily spiritual vitamin supply for Victoria's life in God. So how do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's all you do. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now I invite you to minister with me and bring the good news back to the people who gave it to you. Israel and the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue on five continents. You'll be so blessed. Just call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. I'd love to hear from you. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at box 1111 in Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey. The zip it, 07644. It's the nice Jewish boy. It's box 1111. It's in Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Adon Olam, the Lord. The General, the Commander in Chief of the Universe.
0: This is truth to ponder with Bob Bierman, And welcome back to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Today is July the 5th, and there are a couple of things I'd like to mention to you about this day. Of course, being that the 4th of July in the United States fell on Sunday, the, shall we say, official government recognition as a day off is today in the United States on the 5th of July. Today also marks the 24th anniversary of my ordination um, as a pastor. So I've been doing that for a number of years as well, along with my broadcast work for 20 plus years prior to that time, like 24 years prior. So the 5th of July has special memories for me. I can remember being in Baltimore, Maryland, that area, actually Timonium where the ordination took place, and my, my grandmother in her late 90s was able to attend. So I'm thankful when I think back on the 5th of July and all that God has taken me through. Today as an American, I'm rather ashamed, though, of some of the things that our government is doing. Very ashamed, very disturbed, and very concerned. We're finding out that we have these national security agencies that are spying on American people, which is really unconstitutional. The idea that we're a free people no longer exist. We're just shuttles and goods for the government to, to take money from and keep them in power. I also see a double standard legal system. It's not a justice system anymore. We have a Department of Injustice run by a reprobate by the name of Merrick Garland, who has no business doing anything in terms of justice. And the fact that Obama wanted to put him on the Supreme Court is enough for me to know the man is dangerous, absolutely devious and dangerous. When you go back to last year and the riots that occurred, remember the riots that occurred last year? You know, those little peaceful protests where police cars were caught on fire. People died. Buildings destroyed. Lives ruined. You remember those? How many of those people are in jail? How many were put in solitary confinement waiting for their their hearings and trials? Yet if you were, if you just walked into the Capitol building on the 6th of January, when the doors were opened for you, You might be sitting in a D.C. jail right now. We have a two-tiered system, and I find it revolting and disgusting and ungodly. America is in deep trouble. We are now run by a Democrat party that is made up primarily at the top of reprobate-minded individuals who only understand how to do evil. There is no good in their hearts any longer. Joe Biden claims to be a Roman Catholic, but pro-choice. You can't have it both ways. You either are one or the other. And that goes for any Christian on the abortion issue. Doesn't matter if you're Presbyterian, Lutheran, Baptist, Independent, Pentecostal, doesn't matter. The commandment, thou shalt do no murder, which is the correct rendition of Thou Shalt Not Kill, applies to abortion as well. And so it is a, a big deal. It is a violation of the Ten Commandments and has nothing to do with your body. So I am deeply worried about my nation. It needs prayer. It needs help. But I will tell you one thing, and I've said this before, even before the election last year, and I'm going to say it again. I want this to resonate in your heart and your mind. You will never solve the problems of the United States of America at the ballot box alone. It is the most minor place to change anything. It comes with changing the hearts and minds of individuals with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The ballot box won't do it. Dr. John MacArthur is the pastor of Grace Community Church in California. They stood up to the COVID tyrants and opened their doors anyway after they realized what nonsense they were being fed. And in their average attendance of 7,000 on a Sunday morning, nobody died of COVID. Nobody got sick and died from being in a super spreader event. It proved that churches were singled out. John MacArthur does, had a lengthy sermon a while back. I wanted to share just a couple of moments from it, why we can't fix the problems, why government can't fix our problems, and, and listen carefully.
2: The complex of evil works everywhere, and the government is no exception because the very evil people, given the responsibility to restrain evil, are themselves incapable of being without evil. that makes enough problems. We have a human system made up of evil, sinful people trying to control a culture of evil, sinful people. The potential for breakdown is inevitable, and it has been demonstrated historically. That's why the Bible says the world gets worse and worse. Evil men get worse and worse as time goes on. But there's something more than just that. There's something more than just the human complex of sinners trying to restrain sin, which in the end is a losing effort. There's something more that we have to face. And that's in 1 John 5.19, and I want you to look at it. 1 John 5.19, we know that we are of God we, believers, are of God. And then this very, very important statement, and that the whole world lies in, literally, in the evil one. The whole world is in the control of the evil one. It isn't just that everybody is sinful, it is that there is an evil, supernatural, power, the evil one. Who is this arch enemy of God, this evil one? Listen to John 12, 31 where Jesus speaks of the devil and says, He is the ruler of this world. And then again in John 14 and verse 30. He calls the devil the ruler of this world. And then again in chapter 16, verse 11, for the third time, the ruler of this world. And in Ephesians 2 2, he is the prince of the power of the air, the spirit working in the sons of disobedience. So you have Satan, who is the world ruler who operates in the system and, listen carefully, in the people. The whole world is in His kingdom, John 8, 44, you're of your father, the devil. And Satan is in them in the sense that he can attach his devious, evil deception to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, and that way exercise influence over them.
0: He is the God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4, four, who blinds minds. That was Pastor Dr. John MacArthur from Grace Community Church in California, and he's right. And there are a lot of blinded eyes in this world today. Many of them. They scream, they shout, they have vulgarity. They're just hateful human beings. They're pro-abortion, They're selfish, and they elect people that are selfish, too, that'll give them things that they want. In other words, they they use the power of their vote to vote for people to take things from other people to give to them. I look at my nation, the United States, and how many trillions with a T debt are we going to be in before we finally figure out you cannot tax yourself into prosperity. Everybody wants all this free stuff, but free comes with a huge price and nobody wants to admit it. If you don't believe me, look at what's gone on over the past five to six months. The prices of everything, they're going up. And they're going up dramatically, and they will continue to rise exponentially if we don't put a stop to this uncontrolled spending. Because what people don't understand about money, it doesn't grow on trees. If you print money, it's really just new debt coming into into the monetary system. When I was born, way back... In the 19, early 1950s, a person could make a living and live on $50 a week. You found rents that were cheap enough at $50 a week income. You didn't have to make a whole lot of money. People could survive. Actually, they could do fairly well. I can remember in 1975... I thought making $150 a week as a starting income at a small radio station was pretty decent. And it was. We lived rather well. But see, over the years, since we've been off the gold standard and basically our money is nothing but debt, its value internationally keeps dropping. And so the more money we borrow... The less spending ability we have with the money that is left, people like me on fixed income, senior citizens, retirements that aren't really going to raise much over the years, it makes it more difficult with each passing year. And so our government has done that to us as well as it keeps spending blindly because they have blinded eyes to the truth. Maybe they do know the truth, and they frankly don't care. In other words, the old saying, "I've got mine." I want to change gears. I have just a couple of very short stories here on uh, on the corona craziness. Turns out, the COVID vaccine doesn't really work that well. More specifically. It doesn't provide nonspecific immunity to even the slightest variation of of the coronavirus' morphology. In other words, that Delta variant or any others. These bioweapons, and that's what COVID-19 was, this Chinese bioweapon was unleashed. And we've been suppressing treatments and the vaccine companies are fighting tooth and nail to suppress any other treatment because they're getting paid mega billions with a B in profits to roll this stuff out. Notice how they give the vaccine passports to the, those that are vaccinated. And they're the ones that may be shedding spike protein. And they're the ones that are at the most risk if they ever come down with COVID-19 again. Or for the first time. And now the Delta variants are being used for, you know, for more lockdowns, masks, social distancing, and little barriers. Remember that promise in 2020? Just give us two weeks to flatten the curve. That's all we ask. Two weeks to flatten the curve. And now, 18 months later, we're still trying to flatten this curve Los Angeles just had a new declaration demanding that everybody wear a mask indoors even if you are vaccinated because of the delta variant That to me is an admission the vaccine doesn't work Now I got another story here I want to share More than 25% of people that previously Attended religious services at least once a month or more before the coronavirus hit, have no plans to ever return to their church or synagogue or mosque or whatever, uh, because as the lockdown restrictions ease up, they're just not wanting to go back to church, because, you know, the church is a super spreader event, don't you know, and, and I may go there and die of COVID. Wow. And I bet you also never go to the Walmart. You never go to the grocery store. You never go anywhere. You just stay in your home, and if you have to look out the window, you put a face mask on. I doubt it. I think a lot of people have used this as an excuse. Now, I'll say this much. There are some churches that I'm glad they closed because they're they're apostate and they're preaching a false gospel. As far as I'm concerned, they can shut their doors for good and turn the the land and into a parking lot. I don't care. I really don't care. Apostate churches that had their rainbow flags last month, I don't care if they ever open up again because all they're doing is sending people straight into hell. I'm telling you, we have watched this nation, once being called a Christian nation, descend from a place And I think that's where a lot of our troubles are occurring in our day and age today. I'm not saying we were perfect. But now when less than half the people in the United States even go to a church, synagogue, or mosque, less than half, and more than half of those locations are preaching a phony and false gospel, there's only a remnant church left. That's all we've got. And it's sad that the coronavirus is now the latest excuse in why I don't have to go to church anymore. You never know. I may have communion, and Jesus might infect me with the coronavirus. It reminds me of that song by the Kingsman that came out many years ago, Excuses. Excuses, excuses, you'll hear them every day. And the devil, he'll supply them if the church you stay away.
3: When people come to know the Lord, the devil always loses. So to keep them folks away from church, he offers them excuses. In the summer it's too hot, and in the winter it's too cold. In the springtime when the weather's just right, you find someplace else to go. Well, it's up to the mountains or down to the beach or to visit some old friend just to stay home and kind of relax and hope some of the kin folks will start dropping in well the church benches are too hard and that choir sings way too loud boy you know how nervous you get when you're sitting in a great big crowd the doctor told you now you better watch them crowd they'll set you back but you go to that old ball game because you say it helps you to relax well a headache sunday morning and a backache sunday night but by work time Monday morning You're feeling quite alright While one of the children has a cold Pneumonia, do you suppose? While the whole family had to stay home Just blow that poor kid's nose Excuses, excuses you hear them every day Now the devil is smiling If church, you stay away When people come to know the Lord The devil always loses So to keep them folks away from Church, he offers them excuses. well the preacher he's too young and maybe he's too old the sermons they're not hard enough and maybe they're too bold his voice is much too
1: quiet like.
3: sometimes it gets too loud he needs to have more dignity or else he's way too proud well the sermons they're too long and maybe they're too short He ought to preach the word with dignity Instead of scomp and snort Well, that preacher we've got must be The world's most stuck-up man Well, one of the ladies told me the other day Well, he didn't even shake my hand will he, hear him every day Now the devil, he'll supply them If it you, stay away When people come to know the Lord The devil always loses so to keep them folks away from church, he offers them excuses. So to keep them folks away from church, he offers them excuses.
0: I think for many people, the coronavirus became an excuse, especially if they were in a sound and biblical church. Maybe they didn't have as much faith in God as they thought. They had more faith in Fauci than God, more faith in Biden than God, more faith in a vaccine than God. You know, I wonder how many of the early apostles would have dealt with a lockdown and said okay well we'll stay away from church now to stay safe we're not going to proclaim the gospel and we can't do that now because you've told us to stay indoors and wear a face mask and we can't preach and teach and share the church has become weak the church has become wimpy the church in many places has become worthless we're no longer the church militant we're the church wimpy And I think in some cases, they're proud of it. Our churches are in big trouble because many of them today are full of apostate people and apostate pastors and apostate leadership. We need true believers acting like believers again as a bold witness against this evil world. The days are growing, they're growing short. Let me just share this one last little story, totally on a different topic. And, of course, the virus helped this happen. You know, we can't have people interacting with people. The first Amazon Fresh grocery store equipped with Just Walk Out technology. That's Just Walk Out technology has opened. It allows customers to purchase groceries and never have to wait in a checkout line. Here's the catch. All customers are surveilled and tracked using an advanced system of cameras and artificial intelligence. And the eventual goal is to hope that you'll get microchipped so you can pay using your wrist rather than having to carry around a card, chip-equipped credit, or debit card. According to the company... Amazon Amazon Fresh incorporates a combination of computer vision, sensor fusion, and deep learning to get cash from their customers without having them have to do anything except just walk out of the store. No cashiers. Anything the customer takes off the shelf is automatically added to their virtual cart, Anything they put on the shelf comes out of their virtual card. Once you walk inside the store, you can scan the uh, QR code from your Amazon app on your phone or use Amazon One to scan their palm, or insert a credit or debit card linked to their Amazon account. The company has also revealed explaining that waving one hand to pay is already an option. After leaving the store, the funds are taken from the card or hand and put into Amazon's account. And that gets rid of the need for human checkers uh, who they're putting behind the plexiglass anyway with their face mask and what have you. Amazon has been wanting to do this for a long time. But the pandemic, <laughs> the pandemic made it a lot easier. People are more accepting. Oh, yes. Now I don't have to get near that evil cashier that might have the coronavirus. Are you seeing where all this is going? Is this the mark of the beast? I would never say that it is or isn't. But we're getting closer. A lot closer. Each and every day. Maybe tomorrow and uh, again on Wednesday or Thursday. We're going to get into that a little bit more. See, Amazon Jeff Bezos wants to make it easy uh, for customers to avoid having to Carry around that evil, dirty, and filthy cash or credit cards that can be stolen. Just use your body to pay. <laughs> to pay for your stuff. Kind of rem- reminds you of the mark of the beast, doesn't it? it might sound futuristic, but it's already here. We don't have to wait. It's already being unveiled before our very eyes. Remember, Amazon can pretty well peek into what you're doing in your homes and your cars already because you've let them. You really have. So, just some food for thought. We will talk more about this tomorrow. There's a lot to be shared. you believe in our ministry here at Truth to Ponder? Let me hear from you. Send me an email. Go to our website. Our mailing address is truth to Ponder. 21 Berkshire Lane, B E R K S H I R E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com.